I am David Bang, and this is Wonder of Logistics. In German, Wunder der Logistik. In Spanish, Marvela de la Logistica. This podcast is of my own opinions, and there's no association with any organization that I am part of. So, artificial intelligence, briefly, what is it? In definition, uh, from a dictionary point of view, artificial intelligence can be defined as human intelligence exhibited by machine systems that approximate, mimic, replicate, automate, and eventually improve on human thinking. There are three stages of artificial intelligence. That AI that you're thinking of, uh, that when you watch the movie Terminator and the Skynet, uh, that's a super AI. So that's a, like the highest level, the third stage of an AI. That's when AI becomes uh, uh, superior uh, than human being, which is, you know, we don't have that. And, and, and a lot of scholars predict that that's really, really far away from, from now. And then the general AI, which is a sort of a, uh, uh, a lower than super AI, is, is when the AI becomes human-like. Um, so it becomes like a human being. So we're sort of an equal level. And then the narrow AI is AI that does one thing or two things, very much purpose-driven AI. So the AI that won the chess game or the Go game, uh, that's pretty much the narrow AI we're talking about. And also the terminology called machine learning, there are three different kinds of machine learnings. It's all part of AI. And one is unsupervised learning, um, and the second, supervised learning and reinforcement learning. So um, the easiest way to understand unsupervised learning is like Netflix. Um, there's lots of data, lots of trends, and then you watch movies and shows and documentaries. And the next time when you log on, it says, hey, you know what, uh, uh, you might like this, uh, this particular movie, and the chances are uh, 98%. That's unsupervised learning with a lot of different behavior and data. It predicts uh, uh, sort of a what will be your next behavior. And then supervised learning is here's a cat, here's a dog, and, and uh, constantly teaching uh, the, uh, uh, the machine learning so that, that later on the machine can, can determine which one's a cat and which one's a dog. And reinforcement learning is like almost like a giving of words. A uh, little bit of that points and, and to certain behavior. So, so, so basically, the machines will behave a certain way. I think the one perfect example is uh, when you play games. Sometimes you play against the CPU. Um, uh, that CPU, of course, uh, kind of learns from your behavior and wants to score more or win. Uh, so their behavior actually gets constantly developed and uh, becomes a better player against you, right? So, so that's a reinforcement learning. And then deep learning. We don't need to go into the details today for, for that, but that's a, like a neural networks. Uh, um, you know, the science scientist says, I mean, that's like a, how the, the brain really works. So in other words, it's like that neural on, on a one stage, on an input, it will do unsupervised learning, supervised learning, reinforcement learning. And based on that outcome, it goes to the next and the next and the next, and it gets better and better and better. And so it's, that's why it's called a deep learning. Um, so what are the current AI applications in the uh, shipping and logistics world? Uh, number one, uh, increasing the back office of productivity using 
RPA, a robotic process automation, which is a simply, uh, there is a, I mean, there's no like a physical robot, but imagine that there is a, a kind of robot uh, standing behind a computer and uh, uh, he or she looks at the, the documentations and type it in uh, certain forms. And then, and then you do that really, really fast because you're a robot. And so in other words, be able to copy the data from one system to the other. And um, where is it? Where are the applications for that? Um, think about invoices or think about customs you know, information that sometimes it is different systems or or it could be just a paper PDF document. Um, you want to teach that machine that, you know what, the field one, field five, field 10, I want you to move those data into these uh, system here. So you can very much teach uh, the machines to do that. So that's RPA. Uh, the second example uh, of the uh, AI example, uh, the application is the, uh, the processing lots of data to predict the transit time or to predict the global trade uh, patterns, uh, be able to uh, predict the uh, uh, even the, uh, demand based on the social media data, lots of data. So being able to uh, utilize lots of data to optimize or predict and uh, that's very much what's happening right now uh, in the logistics field. Uh, and then third, uh, robotics, actual physical things like uh, AGVs, as autonomous guided vehicles. So I'm sure some of you have seen them uh, on YouTube that, that a huge warehouse, all these pallets are moving by the machines uh, and very, very intelligently, they never crash into each other. Uh, it finds the right spot. Uh, it's just amazing to watch those. Uh, that's the uh, autonomous guided vehicle. So it moves around autonomously and, and, and uh, without any human interventions and they don't crash and they find the right spot. Uh, autonomous vehicles, of course, that's also a big part of this robotics and equipment area of an AI. And uh, it's quite interesting to see the traditional manufacturers like BMW, Toyota, Hyundai or Volkswagen and uh, Ford uh, they're going, you know, sort of a sort of a, a competing with the Teslas and, and Google Waymo and things like that. So it's quite interesting to uh, to see that the UPS recently announced about that their involvement with Waymo. Um, so one example for that uh, in these robotics and equipments I can think of is the John Deere production line in the Mannheim. It says it uses the the NLP uh, natural language processing and image recognition. AI so that it can streamline the productions and maintenance. Or of course, so you've seen that those big warehouse with AGVs running around and moving all the pallets and that's, a, that's an example. So those three things are uh, very common. It's right with us and in increasing the productivity uh, and, and, and uh, there's a lot of uh, potential even in those three uh, uh, applications that are already with us. So what does that mean for the next decade? So, um, there are three things that we need to watch um, and, and carefully and something that could be very meaningful over the next few years. One is definitely it is a continuation of that, of being able to process either information or physical materials and, and being able to sort or respond and, uh, and, and let that AI do the majority of the work while the people can work on um, that uh, uh, exception, so to speak. So that which is gonna be extremely cost-effective, uh, no redundancy, no paper. Um, so that's gonna be mastered.
over the next decade. And then the second is um, commercialization of autonomous vehicles. I mean, that's something uh, going to happen within this uh, within this decade. Uh, either it is electrical or it could be a fuel cell. Um, doesn't really matter. Um, but you know, when it comes to autonomous vehicles, we'll get we'll get master, we'll get better, and uh, and definitely this decade. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, much broader commercialization of autonomous vehicles. And, uh, and the third, AI demand forecasting and demand planning and this whole supply chain forecasting and planning uh, will be done by AI. And once again, again, human can review them. Uh, they can do a little bit more uh, heavy lifted thinking, uh, but still doing, you know, being able to crunching lots of data and being able to forecast, uh, that's going to be just a norm. Um, so that's those are the three things uh, uh, that is going to be the norm for the next decade. But I think I like to spend a little bit of time on this social implications uh, that we need to watch out for uh, when it comes to artificial intelligence. Earlier, we talked about three stages of AI, right? Uh, narrow AI, which is very one or two purposes, like you know, uh, uh, AI. General AI is like a human AI. And super AI is like, you know, uh, you're superior than the human being. Um, AI researcher and thought leader, Andrew Yang, um, they summarized this very well in his statement. He said, I worry about super intelligence the same way I worry about overpopulation on Mars. So effectively, it means that uh, the super AI uh, could occur in a very, very distant future. Uh, but there are still very significant technical and societal and commercial obstacles to, to overcome. Um, so think about some of the positive things what AI can do. Uh, AI can take repetitive and dangerous tasks from the human beings. Um, and also uh, think about that being able to do certain huge uh, data crunching or some intelligent things by AI and then maybe human being can do uh, certain things uh, that whole coexistence can also create uh, more job opportunities or employment for uh, people with a certain disabilities. And, uh, and, and imagine the AI-enabled exoskeleton, right? So it's, it's not just uh, the equipment attached to your body so you can walk and, or move uh, uh, through the exoskeleton, but it's AI-enabled. So it, it actually, it sort of a, it has its own intelligence to it. So. There's a lot of positivities uh, uh, within that area. Uh, there's definitely also some negatives too. Uh, unemployment worry. Um, so some of the uh, maybe re uh, repetitive jobs, or repetitive tasks uh, that a human being is not required anymore. Um, so people definitely do concern about unemployment. And um, rich becomes richer. So the data's access to it, the, the money to, to access to the data, not everybody can have it. Uh, uh, but then the rich people can afford it. Uh, they become richer because they're now using even uh, artificial intelligence to uh, for the stock market trading or being able to crunch a lot of data and predict the future. Uh, so, so that you know is also a, a, a very much concerning area. And then also the social media bias, right? You know, mis misleading the data and and this whole uh, uh, you know. Uh, we learned about this uh, in the past in an election and all this uh, 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 kind of a social media bias. And also the supervised learning can also create some sort of a 
issues because of the labeling might be wrong and then somehow uh, you know cat becomes dogs and dog becomes cat so to speak and then uh, this whole unsupervised uh, learning could also some people can cheat the data so that this whole you know uh, uh, the, the learned data or machine learning becomes biased uh, so there's lots of problems and issues and I think uh, uh, we need to definitely tackle and overcome so overcoming these uh, by uh, more general awareness and in uh, the politicians who, who understand this technology and a paper of uh, uh, proper regulations and uh, being able to have that educations and, and etc will be critically important so I do recommend um, the AI course um, it's very easy uh, to understand uh, I mentioned about dr. Andrew Eng ng that's, that's his last name and uh, uh, there's a course in Coursera which is a c-o-u-r-s-e-r-a Coursera uh, there is a title of the course called AI for Everyone. I, I strongly recommend this because it's just uh, very easy to understand. It's just a bite. Uh, each chapter is only like a few minutes and uh, you can really finish it in, a, in a just a few days. Um, so that's pretty much it for today. And uh, I hope you uh, got something interesting uh, for you. And uh, let's keep thinking about this area. Um, and the next episode will be about the uh, uh, drone logistics, which is going to be quite interesting as well. So thank you very much for being with me. And um, so follow us on Spotify or Anchor, or Apple podcast, and uh, uh, tell me what you think and, and ask any questions or leave a, just a voice message or, or, or a written message. And I'll very much appreciate that. And here is a voice message from one of our listeners, Arlette. Hi, David. Congratulations. I loved your podcast. So all the best, all the success. And if I were having any chance to go to the IATA conference in Singapore, certainly I will be attending your your seminar congratulations all the best you're always an inspiration take care